All right. All right. Episode two. Episode dos. Dos numero dos. <laughs> <laughs> My Puerto Rican grandpa would be very upset about that <laughs> accent I just pulled out right there. <laughs> well, it's okay. You gave it a shot. <laughs> I tried. I did my best. Sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that just happened because he came in to say hi, because we are talking about holidays and family and stuff. So, you know, it's just appropriate that we started off with some family. Yes. <laughs> and I'm recording this episode at my parents' house. So, you know, yeah. just you can't, you can't seem to get away from family or get enough, sorry, get enough of family. <laughs> during the holidays am I right am I right it's so true yeah yes yes yeah (laughs) and and I and I titled it surviving the holidays as a single parent Mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like it's just that's how it is like you just got to get through it and I don't know about you but there have been some years where I'm just like can we just skip this part completely yes yes and just go straight to the next year (laughs) like that tiktok right can we skip to the good part just oh yes and then boom you're in 2022 yes (laughs) it's all good we're fine my career is thriving this is great yes yes (laughs) Uh. (laughs) no awkward family dinners because that's the magic that happens (laughs) nope none of that but I will say that I do love the joy that certain traditions and gifts and hanging out with cousins and all that kind of stuff, how much joy that brings to me, if I really think about it. And then to my son, because those things are a big deal. So, um, that kind of light and that joy and that childish, like sparkle is really, it's really a lot of fun to watch as a parent. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. I remember just telling myself to revel in it as long as possible. You're right. It's just so magical. That little sparkle in their eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it all worth it. Right. Yep. It does. But I also know it's a very hard time of year for a lot of people. So yes, it really is. And that's why we decided to have this conversation because again, yeah. we're all about, you are not alone for sharing our stories And we've both been single moms for a while, so we've experienced it. And we're both alone for Thanksgiving this year. So we are, we are, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yes, but let's, let's dig in and talk about all of this. Cause like you were just saying, it can be difficult, especially, I just want to give a shout out to anybody who is listening, who maybe this is their first holiday season Mm. post-divorce and whatever your situation is, it doesn't matter if you like, if it's half and half, if you only have your kids half a day, then it feels like only half a day. It feels unfair. If you don't have your kids, it feels unfair. Like everything just feels unfair regardless. I know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, even if you have your kids, there's still, and we're going to talk about this, but there's still mm-hmm. a lot of heaviness and almost like a burden that comes with it because now there's nobody else helping and there's nobody else, you know, I mean, I don't, I've never done a Turkey personally myself, but I just helped my mom with one. And if I had to try to do that best stuff by myself, I, <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Like if you're used to having a significant other to do this with, and this is your first year without, mm-hmm. like, that's a really, that's a really big deal. And, um, and so that grief process is, um, it's kind of, a, it's almost like a, a reminder of like what didn't work out in your idea of all of how holidays should be. And so that can be a really, really hard part about the holidays. So um, I don't know. Yes. I'm glad you brought that aspect up too, because you're right. Even if you have your kids the whole day, then there's still something missing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, regardless of if you really wanted the divorce, you really didn't like, uh, there's just grief inside of every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So I think labeling it grief Mm -hmm. helps to move the energy of it. Yeah. It helps you to heal a little more. What do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's almost like it's an acceptance, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, and I think too, cause I even have, um, 
a widowed mom in my single moms group Mm -hmm. and think about how, how it's still grieving. I mean, it's a different kind of grieving because her husband passed away, but now it's, it's like, oh my gosh, how hard that must be for her to always have that responsibility. I mean, and there's single parents out there who the, the partner is not even involved at all. Um, and so how, how much of an emotional toll that takes on them could go, oh, well, my kids are also missing their other parent on this day too. And so, I don't know, it's just a whole grieving process, but I think acknowledging it, it's almost like accepting it and like, okay, this is what it is. And it's okay to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And to let yourself feel that and to let the kids feel that mm-hmm. too, because mm-hmm. they're going through a bunch of grief and I don't know I just feel like talking about that one for a second just because I know there have been times for me when uh, when the boys were littler and it was fresher after and the boys would miss their dad and part of me is like why (laughs) (laughs) you know that bitter part of me is like you're fine but of course the mom part of me hates that they're hurting and and I want them to have their dad too Mm -hmm. so and I feel like, you know, supporting your kid and their grief process, it like adds a layer to your grief process. It's all, it's all a thing. And I think that that's why single parenting can be super heavy mm-hmm. um, at many, I mean, at many different times through all parts of the year, but because you are, you're having to navigate your kid's feelings and your feelings all at the same time. And that can be difficult. It can be. And if you're going to family um, let's talk about going to family for a second, because if you're going to family that just loves you and supports you, that can be so healing, mm-hmm. you know, to have that time that can be beautiful and to just let yourself feel the feelings and be nurtured by those people. If you're going to family who maybe doesn't support you or is having a hard time understanding what happened, then maybe it's time to put up some boundaries. Maybe it's time to let yourself say not this year. And if you're freshly new in this whole process, now is the time to do that. Uh, Like you get a free pass. (laughs) Like nobody's, you're like, I am grieving. I am not handling, like now's the time to set those boundaries (laughs) and just use that. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Straight out the gate because your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health is priority number one. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anybody needs that permission for themselves. We're giving it to you right now. You take it. Yep. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who's upset at you for setting those boundaries. Yep. Their thing. You do it. I feel the same way. (laughs) I mean, I can't say that I'm perfect at this. Uh, I'm actually pretty terrible at it, but I'm working on it. I'm a work in process. (laughs) We all are. We all are. And I'm I'm glad you said that too, because yes, I was just about to ask like what, what has been a journey for you in regards to setting boundaries, especially with holiday stuff. Has there been anything coming up that you can think of? Um, you know, I've learned that I have to be flexible, Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes it's not going to be exactly how it used to be. Um, and that's okay too. But I think as a single parent, you know, we have a really big family and we come from a pretty strong, large tradition of the big holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those are the, the ones that we're talking about right now, but it was like this big ordeal, like huge. I mean, I, my, my mom's family had eight kids And then all of those aunts and uncles had multiple kids. We're talking like five, six kids. And then my family is six kids. And so it's always been like this huge deal. And then as we started getting older and my siblings started getting married, then we would start switching every other year. And Mm -hmm. so like one year, you know, it would be with the spouse's family. So 
I was with my ex's family and my brother was with his wife's family. And so like we split it like that. And that's kind of how we've stuck with it. And every now and then we kind of get, we kind of change it up because it, you know, it doesn't work out for my brother in Michigan or whatever, you know, and, um, because we're kind of spread all out all over the place, but I have found this, that's, that's been some of the hardest ones is when, whether it, whether I have Dax or not, if it's my, if it's our year for our, our, my siblings to be with their spouse's family, that's hard for me because I'm used to being around my siblings, Mm -hmm. but learning to be flexible. And I mean, I'm not going to, you know, invite myself to their in-laws Thanksgiving (laughs) gatherings, you know, (laughs) and, um, and then, but my, thankfully this year, my mom is in town and my dad is in town and I don't have Dax. And, um, she was like, I'm not doing anything because two years ago we lost my brother and Mm -hmm. last year, I think she was just going and going and doing her thing because she was trying to like, she was trying to just stay busy. And this year she's like, no, no more, not doing it. I'm not, not no more, but she's like, I'm not doing it this year. I don't want to do anything. And it was like, okay. And so I was like, okay, Lee, you're going to have to be flexible. Like, (laughs) I know you don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, but maybe that's, maybe that's a day that you spend with your friend. Maybe that's a day that you sleep in bed all day. Maybe it's a day you go to the movie and take yourself out on a date, like, Mm. like, and have a good time. So being flexible has been a big thing for me. And, and then of course I walk into my mom's house today and she's like fixing a turkey. And I'm like, mom, is that (laughs) what are you doing? Is that a turkey? And she's like, yes, isn't it so cute? And it's like this tiny little turkey. And so I'm like, I thought we weren't doing anything. She goes, Oh, well, you got to have turkey on Thanksgiving. And so it's like, (laughs) okay, so I guess I am having dinner with you guys. So it's just like, for me being flexible and not always too knowing what Dax's dad is going to do because he's Mm -hmm. kind of been kind of inconsistent with his work. And so it's like, okay, um, I mean, I didn't know until two days before Thanksgiving break that I wasn't going to have Dax. Um, and so me learning to be flexible and we always used to say this at the, at the junior high back when we worked together. Right. I know I was just having flashbacks to the gym too. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, I'm bendy. I'm flexible like a tree, right? <laughs> Cause if you bend, you can't break. Like, let's just, let's just be flexible and get through this. Um, and so being flexible, I think has been the big part for me that it's, it doesn't have to be this picture in my head because nine times out of 10, that might, I'm going to be let down if, if, if it's this perfect picture in my head of what the holidays are supposed to be like. So, yes, that's so true. The flexibility, um, and that can be hard if we're used to controlling things or used to being the one in charge of everything mm-hmm. how things are different but it's so beautiful like I like how you said okay well maybe this can be a day I stay in bed all day because let's face it as single moms how often do we have the luxury of just laying in bed all day never so if right. you don't have your kid and it's a holiday and all the like everything is closed anyway then why not like go take a really long bath lay in bed and watch some dumb tv mm-hmm. oh my gosh that sounds like such a treat Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked to one of the moms in, in our single moms group and I, I, I asked what they were planning on doing. I think if they didn't have their kids, what are they planning on doing? And one mom, she said, you know, if it's nice, I'm going to go down to the beach. And we live down here in South Texas where we're on the coastline and um, it's not the best beach in the world, but it's a beach. And if it's a nice day, it's really nice to hang out. And she was like, I never just get to go and hang out on the beach. So I'm going to go hang out on the beach and then I'm going to watch a bunch of Netflix and it's going to be great. Cause I never have alone time. Yes. That's yeah. what you should do. Take care mm-hmm. of you because really that's the whole part of this is like, if the holidays are draining you, then we need to change stuff up. Like there's a certain extent, I think where the holidays are draining, especially if you have like this enormous family. Um, but it doesn't have to be like that way. It doesn't, 
like you're in charge of that. <laughs> right. You're in charge of you. You're in charge of your schedule. You're in charge of what you're choosing to spend money on. You're in charge of all of that. And like, that's okay. And it, cause it's like, to me, the holidays should fill you like, yes. and I'm not saying it always is like that, but if it's draining you more than it's filling you, like, I don't know, but I like something's off balance and something needs to change because I mean, being around my family and my siblings that fills me up. Like, is it hard sometimes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I love my siblings. Like, like we, like, I love being around them. Just not like, <laughs> <laughs> not like too long. Like I want them to go away and go home eventually, but, <laughs> no. but it, I mean, but it is exhausting at the same time. So I just think a good balance of, cause sometimes it's not about you. Like it's about going to see that grandparent who we don't know how many years you're going to get with them. Right. Um, and so, you know, and sh- you know, she gets joy from seeing her great grandkids. So you go and you do those things for other people, but you got to also fill your time and take care of you too. So yes, that balance. Absolutely. And I think that's something we forget a lot as moms in general, and then add the single mom thing into it and it's just Mm -hmm. it's like next level Mm -hmm. Uh, do you remember the first holiday season post-divorce um I was probably about seven months in um I I you know I don't remember it I don't totally remember mine either. Yeah. Um, that doesn't surprise me because sometimes I tend to block out like things that I don't necessarily want to remember. I know I spent time with family cause I don't think there's been a year where I haven't, but I do remember feeling, and I don't know if this was that last year and I don't know if it was cause it comes up but I recognize it a lot quicker now, Mm. um, that I had a, I felt really lonely. Um, Like I felt you, even in a room full of 65 people for a Thanksgiving dinner, I'm telling you, my family's huge and, or, you know, somebody does a Christmas Eve thing. And then you go home. Like I, 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 when I went home, I felt really lonely because I didn't have the decompression time of like, Oh my gosh, you know, did you see Audrey? She was so cute. And like, I didn't have the, the chat time to come down off of that. Um, or I mean, and Dax was little at the time. So now, now I can have those kind of conversations with Dax and it's like, Oh my gosh, did you have so much fun? And like, and so when I don't have him, I, I do tend to do it, but not as bad anymore. But I do remember being really, really lonely, not during the event, not there because I was surrounded by family and friends, but it was the, when I went home, that, that unpacking process of like, oh yeah, this is my reality. No one's here. Yes. Yeah. I did struggle with that. And sometimes I still do. Um, but it's like two extremes. Like I said, like our family events were, are gargantuan. Um, but, but it's getting better now. Now it's like, Oh, finally silence. So now I'm learning to appreciate the silence and the aloneness. <laughs> That's good. Yes. I feel like there is a transition there <laughs> Yeah. where, cause, cause usually if it's silent, then you're like, what are the kids doing? Somebody's doing something they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird transition, but I'm, I'm the same too, where sometimes I just sit in the quiet. I'm like, okay, this doesn't happen often. And I just let myself be with it. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for a lot of people, that's really hard. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it also was a, a slower process because my ex's family is a huge family too. And holidays are really important to them. Mm. And I mean, and then I live close to my family. So it was like, there wasn't really an every other year thing because we were literally five miles down the road. Mm. 
And so we were constantly like splitting time between both families and we were on this time crunch and it was like, okay, now we got to go do this. And now we got to go do this. And okay, let's go over here and visit my parents. Oh, we got to go to my aunt and uncle's for there. And it was like constantly go, go, go. And so it was this roller coaster of like, oh, and inevitably, you know, we would get in arguments about, did you grab the diaper bag? No, I thought you had the diaper bag. You know, it was this <laughs> typical holiday husband, wife scuffles. Yeah. And um, it just made it really draining. And so to go from that rush to being able to like go to an event and just stay there, yeah, that was a big change too. Oh yeah. And to know that I didn't have to go anywhere else. That was, that was, a, that was a big relief. <laughs> I mean, I loved, I, I still do love my, my ex's family. And I mean, I think they're great and I love, they do big holidays, but I mean, I'm not a, I, I don't mind just sitting around and not having to do that battle of back and forth. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a lot. Yeah, it was. And I didn't, I was used to it. Like I was used to that high energy, go, go, go. And so when I finally like got home and sat still, it was like, well, now what do I do? Is this normal? <laughs> it's too quiet that I should be doing something. Should I be doing something? Should I go somewhere? Should I offer to help somebody? Like that <laughs> <laughs> was really hard for me to, to transition to that. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense with so much happening. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I'm trying to remember mine. Like, yeah, we were still in the early years. I know there was a couple of times where he would come to the house and stay on the couch. Like I talked about before, oh, so yeah. we could all be at Christmas together because again, in the first few years, I was just all about as much stability as possible for the boys, whatever that looks like. And so, so I don't really remember too much, which I, I honestly am kind of excited about because, you know, that's much better than being like, oh yes, well he did this and blah, blah, blah. Like still being angry about whatever happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally fine with that. And all, I, I just remember Oliver, my younger son, he cannot handle surprises at all. Like, oh he would have the hardest time going to sleep because he's like, there's going to be presents. I need to know what they are now. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'd have to wait for him. <laughs> oh, he was a funny kid. Um, but at some point we started doing more separate things. And, and again, I don't totally remember the transition. I don't remember it being a big deal. For some reason, their dad was never a big stickler he didn't really care if he had them on the day or not so if I was just really wanting them that day or if my family was doing something then he would work with me we'd switch days so luckily mm -hmm. that was good and now we just kind of go with the schedule so we just have this set routine and it just so happens that Christmas and Thanksgiving fall on his days and so I just this year I, I'm just like okay you know what I'm gonna like they do that, but they're teenagers now. So I think it's a lot easier, but when you do that, like, have you started any new traditions or do you have any, like just you and Dax traditions that you do? Um, we go to the Christmas train, which is like the super cute little small town. Um, I mean, it's a Christmas train. Like it's a little train that they set up, um, at a church at a local church. And it's super cute, like super done up and they have Santa and they have this little elf performance and it's like this whole ordeal. And, um, and so he doesn't ever know when I'm going to take him. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's with a big group of people. Sometimes it's like random. And it's like, I was at like last year I was sitting at basketball practice, which happened to be like really close to that area. And I got online and I saw that there was tickets available for that night. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, after practice, I was like, okay, hurry, come on. And he was like, why, why are we in a hurry? 
I said, we're going to go to the Christmas train. He's like, what? And it's like, <laughs> we do this every year, but now that I've added in the element of surprise, uh-huh. he like never knows when it's going to happen. And so that's kind of a fun thing that we do now. And it's close. It's not expensive. Um, he has a blast doing it. It's the same thing every year <laughs> and it's, it's really cute. Um, and so that's something that we've done and it's something that I can do at any point during the Christmas season. Like it's already open, you know, they have it open before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so it's, if, if I'm not going to have him for Christmas, then I make sure we get that done before he goes to his dad's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, and then if I do have him, then I typically do it a little bit closer to Christmas. And, um, so that's a new tradition that, that we've started and, um, and I mean, I don't really know, like he's not, he's not a big, like, that's the only thing that I think he looks forward to, to some extent. And I love that because then I don't have to stick to anything else or figure out anything else. I know that sounds kind of selfish of me, but I mean, I want to like, I want him to have fun, but I also want it to be somewhat simple for me. Oh yeah. And so I like the Christmas train thing because I can really work that into my own schedule and do it when it works for both of us. Um, and so, but yeah, I don't think we've really done anything else. I mean, with our schedule, he comes home. If he's not with me for Christmas, he comes home on the 26th at noon. Okay. And so, you know, all the Christmas presents are out. Santa, Santa always comes on that night. Like Santa doesn't wait to come to our house. He goes ahead and he stops at both houses mm. on Christmas Eve and, um, and drops off presents at both houses. So Santa's already stopped by, by the time he comes home. And, um, and so that's, that's what we do. Um, Santa doesn't make exceptions. He just gets two stops. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Santa smart. I mean, he's already has a system to get all done one night. So, yeah, but yeah, um, I, I do think if your kids miss, like we have a, usually we used to have a big Christmas Eve party over at my sister's. And that's just something he's going to miss every now and then. Um, and that's okay. Like all that means is that I get to stay later at my brother and sister's and I don't have to worry about getting Dax home and in bed yes. <laughs> and I have all the next morning to get the things done that I need to get done before he comes home on the 26th. So that Christmas Eve, um, I've, I've found that when I don't have him, it just means I get more time with my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. or sister. I only have one sister, but I call my sister-in-law's my sister. So, um, I just get more time with them because I don't, I'm not on a schedule to have a, you know, a little boy in bed before Santa comes. Yes. Yeah. And so that's been kind of fun. Um, but I do remember it being hard. Like it was hard. I'm not, well, I guess, I guess I say all this to say like, it was hard It it is hard. And there are times when it's hard, but it gets better. It does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not, you're right. Kind of, it's not, it's not as bad when they're older and they're teenagers. Um, it is to an extent, but it's almost like there's less work on like hiding things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're not as concerned about Santa. Right. Um, and making sure Santa's going to stop. <laughs> yes. The only weird thing is, is like, it's hitting me more and more how like my oldest is 17. And next year he's a senior in high school and he'll be 18. And it's like, like, that could be it. I mean, he might stay home for a year two and go to junior college. I don't know. Or maybe he'll go to U of H down the road. I don't know. But next year is the last one that I'm essentially. Oh my gosh. Of course I didn't even think about that because I have an eight-year-old, but oh my gosh, like these are the, these are the last years. It's so weird. But then I think about, like, I hear you talk about your family and how you go back and forth. Like we got to see the in-laws, we got to see our family and go back and forth. And I think, okay, this is when I'm having a hard time with it. I, I move this 
perspective for myself and say this is just preparing me for later. Like if I was a stay-at-home mom married this whole time and my whole life was my kids, I would be an absolute wreck when they left the house. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Because mm-hmm. I mean I did that at the divorce, right? So now at least I've had some years to get used to it and it probably won't be as big of a deal when they're older. I that's a great idea. Just just being able to shift that perspective is I mean, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I tell myself. (laughs) Yeah. Especially on the hard days. It's like, it's okay. This is preparing me. No, I want my children. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I just, I kind of make light of it in some ways too. Like I'm, I'm really honest with my boys and there has definitely been times in the past. Like I remember one time fresh when we were separated and Oliver was only three years old and there's one night I just could not stop crying I was so upset about a few things Brett had said to me that day and I I just I just couldn't stop and so I just laid there and cried and he came over and put his little arm around me his little three-year-old arm and he just laid next to me and then I of course mom guilt came in like my three-year-old should not have to comfort me oh my gosh but I'm just so grateful that he had that moment and I forgot what my point was. (laughs) Well, can I ask you something? Yes. Because that, I mean, I think that we as moms are allowed to show our feelings Mm -hmm. and we're, and without getting on too much of a tangent about Adele and her new album, but she literally records like moments of her talking with her son mm-hmm. about her having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And the conversation is just so precious. And it's like, it's, I think it's so important to share those vulnerabilities mm-hmm. with your kids, especially at such a young age, because it teaches them empathy. Yes. I mean, I, I, are, are you like going to turn to your three-year-old? I was like, oh, I know. And just keep that up and like not take care of him. No, but it's okay for you to be vulnerable in front of him and let him console you. I think that's really great. Dax has done the same thing for me multiple times. I think the last one was, I can't remember. I don't even remember what I was crying about. I was just like, it's been a tough day. Like I, I don't know what's going on and I can't even put it into words. I just, I'm just upset and nothing to do with you. And he went in and wrote me a little letter and it was like, I hope you feel better. Love that. And like, those are very, so I guess because I am, I'm kind of half and half to some extent, but like showing your kids that you're okay, Mm -hmm. especially during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I mean, everybody's kids are different, but how did your kids when they were little once they started going, you know, house to house, how did your kids handle it? Um, and how did they see you handle it when they did have to leave for holidays? That's, that's a good question. I just want to say thanks for bringing me back around to, to remember my point of telling that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, again, I don't, I don't totally remember too much. I know that there were times if I had to make that long drive to drop them off and I was upset. Um, I mean, anytime I'm upset, I would just, I would just be as honest as I could. Obviously I'm not going to be like, well, this divorce is dumb and your dad right. is dumb. You know, right. I just say, you know, I'm just feeling a lot of feelings. Kind of like Adele says, like I'm mm-hmm. feeling a lot of feelings. And sometimes I cry when I feel those feelings and we would just talk about it. I've Mm -hmm. been very adamant about talking about it because I want them to see the whole emotional process. I want them to know it's okay to dig into their feelings and, and that you need to process them, that they're important and they tell you good things. And this is partly because, I mean, I've heard their dad say, like, you shouldn't pay attention to emotions Mm. and be more logical. And so I tend to go the whole other way. Like, nope, we're listening to everything. They're telling you a message. And then to be that leader and that guide of like, here's, here's how I go through the emotions. Here's my process. You can see me go through it and you know that I can cry and have a meltdown 
and then I can get up and I can take care of business because that's part of being an adult. It just is. That's part of growing and healing and developing. And then turns out in human design, they're both emotional authority. So being in touch with their emotions is incredibly important. They need to know where they are in their emotional wave. So um, it's just funny how those things work out. Yeah. Yeah. I think Um, that's such a good point though, to say, these are feelings. This is how I process my feelings. It's okay, but you can't stay there either. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's good to show that you can have these feelings and then carry on with your life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that is what we have to do. (laughs) We do. And how, how much that, that actually speeds up the process when you Mm -hmm. sit in your feelings and let it run its course how that makes you so much stronger than trying to shove them down and push mm-hmm. them down. Yeah. And well, and they would come home and like their, their dad's not into like fanfare or anything. Like I don't even think he had a tree for a few years and he would just like make frozen pizza or something. And so they'd come home and they're like, yeah, we just had pizza. We watched a movie. And so I would again, go to the other side and just make sure that decorated and we've had a tradition since I was a kid to do Christmas cookies to decorate Christmas cookies Mm, yeah so that's always a thing we do every year and that's actually funny because um so my mom doesn't follow any rules and we actually just had like random cookie cutters when I was a kid so it was like a hippopotamus and a teddy bear (laughs) love that (laughs) and like a heart I think there was a couple people and and my mom would make icing of every color of the rainbow and we'd have candy. We'd have like red hots. We'd have all the different kinds of sprinkles and we'd just make whatever we wanted. Just go at it. Yeah. It was fabulous. And so Brett and I started dating in high school our sophomore year in November. And that, so that first December I came over to their house for Christmas cookies and Brett's mom she has such amazing style. And so she only had Christmas themed cookie cutters. Mm. They only made red, white, and green icing. They only had Christmas themed sprinkles. And I, man, that just puts you in a box. (laughs) I was like legit confused. It's one of those moments where you transition and you realize how specific your childhood was. And I'm like, wait, where's the rest? (laughs) And then, and then Cindy, my, my ex-mother-in-law is confused and she's like, what do you mean? It's Christmas cookies. <laughs> Why would we have other color icing? And then like anytime, I remember one time my ex-sister-in-law like made yellow icing for angel hair or something. And I was like, see, we need other colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, that's just that's a fun tradition. So we pick a time to do that. And, um, didn't, um, I think I remember seeing your posts about the cookies, like Matthew made a spaceship or a space shuttle rocket. And then I think maybe, maybe Oliver made a a basketball or something. I can't remember, Yes, (laughs) but I remember, I mean, I don't, I don't even think I remember I mean, I don't think I even thought about it twice. I was just like, oh, cool cookies. I wasn't like, wait, those aren't Christmas themed. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even notice. I know it's funny, the difference. And like, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Matthew's like, can I just make my own? Because he's very into SpaceX. So he made an SM15 cookie and an earth cookie. So he had an earth cookie oh, with yeah. a hurricane in the, in the very ocean. specific. Yes. Yeah. And then Oliver had his basketball. So yeah. And then I usually do something. Of course, I make some kind of heart. I think I made a peace sign yeah. or I would make like a, I'd put all the different colors and make like a marbleized one. Yeah. Like, it's tons of fun. <laughs> and see, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's good too, to have when they, when the kids do go back and forth, they have different experiences with different traditions. Mm-hmm and different things so they can kind of pick and choose like what they enjoy and what they remember and what they take to their adulthood with their kids if they have kids one day um because I mean why not I I I do I do sometimes I'm like as a kid it's got to be kind of exciting that you get 
two Christmases and two Thanksgivings. And, you know, for a lot of kids, I can see that that would be like kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I I don't, I don't specifically remember that for me as a child. Um, I mean, I remember different Christmases at different houses. Um, and the traditions were always a little different. So I don't know. I think, I think it, I mean, it helps to like broaden their horizons, open their minds a little bit. It really does. Yeah. I have to remind myself of that too. They get this different perspective and, and that just helps in the long run of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely decorating the house. That's going to be a surprise. I'm decorating the house before Dax. Well, we'll see. I mean, (laughs) my goal is to have it decorated before he gets home. Um, But if he surprises me and gets home before, before the weekend, then um, I might not have everything done, but I like to have it all like done up for Christmas by the time he comes home. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that he walks in, he's just like, yes, it's official. Like Christmas (laughs) season has started. Um, whereas if he's here, like I make him, I force him to help me (laughs) (laughs) and, um, you know, he decorates. Now I do leave, I do have his own tree. He gets his own tree. That's another tradition we do. And he gets to go pick out an ornament every year. He gets a new ornament and he adds it to his little bitty tree that stays in his room. So it's super cute. But, um, and so either way we decorate something. So he either helps me decorate and then decorates his own Mm -hmm. or, he comes in and everything's decorated and then he gets to do his own tree. So that's so cute. Yeah, That's another, that's another tradition that I forgot about. I, I like, I always liked when people talk about getting an ornament every year and having that memory tied to it. And I attempted that a couple of times, but my boys are literally like, Meh. right. And I think too, that's that part of being flexible where it's like, even when you try to start it, if it's not sticking with your kid, it's okay. Just let it go. <laughs> Right. Or do it for you. <laughs> Make your yeah. own little tree for your own room. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do have that. Like, so sometimes if I see an ornament that sticks out as a memory from the year, then I'll, I'll get that for myself. But yeah. my boys are, they're, they're no, don't really attach to that specific thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. Um, yeah. I, I think that I just to, to kind of give people ideas about like being alone. So some mm-hmm. things can, can, can I just add my, my tips, my hacks? I wouldn't say they're hacks. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, but it's like, if you are alone, like, I do think you need to plan. Yes. Like, I think there needs to be a plan. Um, I think self-care is one of those things. It needs to be on the list. Like, I don't know your routine, like you split your time with your boy's dad. Mm. Mine's kind of crazy. Um, but he's like gone the whole school break, like he's gone. And so it's like, I have all this time. And so if I'm not careful and I don't plan things, then I'm in bed a lot because that whole, like, Oh, I'm not a mom. So I'm worthless and nothing. And oh, I'm just going to lay in my bed and sleep the days away until he gets mm, back. Yes. Um, and so if I'm not careful, like I'll do that a lot, but I do also plan to do it. And it's, I do, I'm like, it's okay. These are going to be my no bones days. Like, these are no bones days. <laughs> these are no bones days. And that's okay. And if y'all don't, if y'all aren't on TikTok and you don't follow this cute little guy and his dog named Noodle, like you have no idea what I'm talking about. But and you need to get TikTok just for that account. Trust it. Just for that account. But a basically a no bones day is like it's self-care day. You're not really moving. You're not doing much anything productive. Like it's just a time to be kind to yourself and take care of yourself, right? So you got no bones. Because you got no bones. You're just a, a lump of human body in the bed. And so that was my weekend. And I had a no bones weekend and that's okay. And then Monday I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little more productive today. Um, and, and I had a list of things to do and I'm slowly working on those things. So having a plan, but being flexible, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, adding in those self-care things have, have really helped me, um, again, decorating like that kind of gets me in the mood and the spirit. And, but I also tell Dax because Dax has a severe FOMO, 
I don't know if your boys do or not, but mine, his little personality, he does not want to miss one thing that might be even remotely fun. (laughs) And so he's like, what are you going to do while I'm gone? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing all the boring things that you hate to do. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not lying because I do, I, I clean out closets Mm-hmm. I like clean out all of his drawers and get rid of all the clothes that are too small for him. Um, the other day I cleaned out my laundry room, nice. like the junk stuff in my laundry room. And so I try to get all those little boring things done that he is not entertained by and that I always somehow manage to feel guilty if I'm not spending like quality time with him. 12 hours a day, you know, it's like, (laughs) oh, I'm over here in the closet for the last four hours. And my kid has been playing video games. Um, but I mean, and that's okay too, (laughs) because we got (laughs) to get stuff done, but, um, getting all those kind of boring, like organizational things done has really helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then saying no to things that are draining me, like, um, setting those boundaries and, but at the same time, not isolating myself because I can tend to do that too. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a good distinction to just be aware of. Because, because I think that there's a fine line there um, of not wanting to put yourself in situations where it does trigger you and it does start to, but to the certain extent of get out there. And if something does trigger you then work through those emotions, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. feel those like in order to in order to work through feelings, you have to sit with them and in you gotta order feel to feel it, to heal it. Yeah. You got to feel it, to heal it. And in order to feel it, sometimes you got to go out and experience the world and the people around you to go, mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. That bothers me. Or wait a minute. This doesn't make me feel good. Or wait a minute. This is great. This fills my up, fills me up. And so like to not isolate yourself, um, but learning to set those boundaries. I don't know. That's just, that's yeah. My- on it that's a huge one because I tend to isolate myself too and and it can get kind of dark mm-hmm. I'm like nobody's called me nobody cares oh my gosh yes no. it's funny too because I made I made a post um the post with me and you mm-hmm. and three things that I've learned from being a single mom and one of them was that there are some days where I don't think I'm going to make it to the end of the day. Yeah. And there are some days where I think I can go and like rule the world. Right. And both of those things are okay. Both the way to feel like that's okay. But I, I got three text messages from people that haven't talked to me in a while asking how I was doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, I didn't like reach out for help. It was just sharing that sometimes I struggle. And I mean, this past weekend I struggled big time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I had you to talk about it with, right. Yeah. And so that was okay. And, but it was just kind of funny because it's like, I think people do care. I think people do, but they also have their own lives and sometimes, and, and their own families and their own holiday craziness, like, and that's, that's okay. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out to them and say, Hey, how are your holidays going? And because I mean, it, it is really easy to isolate and it's really easy to go. Nobody even wants me around. Nobody's asking what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Nobody's, mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy to do that. Um, it is. but sometimes they just need a reminder. And my purpose of the post was not to remind people that sometimes I don't feel like I can make it till the end of the day. <laughs> My purpose was to say, these are things I've learned, like find you another good single mom that you can share these things with. Um, Well, and that's the vibe I got from it. Yeah. Yeah. But from some of my married friends, it was like, they read number three and they were just like, oh, are you okay? Do you need to come on a walk with me? I was like, I would love to go on a walk with you. Let's go for a walk. And we had a great time catching up. Um, But I just, I mean, I didn't find it funny. I just thought it, it was, maybe it was a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe, um, yeah, but just putting it out there helps spur that for somebody. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I think that's good too, but, um, yeah, I've, okay. go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, cause you talked about married friends. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So um, I don't, I don't know, maybe a married person would listen to our podcast or not, but um, I just wanted to point out to all our single mom, lovely, amazing people that sometimes our married friends say things that are really hurtful, but they don't mean it to be. It's like, they just don't understand what they're saying or how that could be hurtful. So um, one, again, you're not alone. (laughs) If that frustrated you, you can, you can talk to us about it in the Facebook group. And two, you know, maybe that's something to explore. Like if this friend is saying that you can realize like, oh, well, you know, if they're just constantly being unsupportive, then maybe that's a boundary to put up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a boundary to put up for a while. Like you just can't handle being around them for a while. You need to heal a little more and get to a better space. Um, or maybe it can be something you laugh off because there's been times, I mean, at first I would get really bitter about stuff, but now they're most of the time I'm like, yeah, but I don't have a husband to deal with. Like if I want to go do something, I just go do it. I don't mm-hmm. have to ask anybody. Mm-hmm. And I just get excited about some of the things about being single and I, but it's taken a long time to get to that spot. Oh yeah. So yeah, when you said married friends and I thought about holidays because friends might reach out. So it was just something that popped in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do remember being, I specifically remember sitting in church and I think it was like a Christmas Eve service before I went over to my brothers for their little Christmas Eve party and I didn't have Dax and, um, and it, you know, you go to a Christmas Eve service and it's like all families and everybody's in town. Mm. So it's like their family and their extended family. And it's like all these families. And here I am. I'm just like all by myself. (laughs) Like I remember one year just kind of looking around and going, Ugh, y'all annoy me. Like I remember that bitter yes. feeling. I think we uh, talked about that. I feel like I remember a conversation in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, and I sat there and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I can't remember it was last year. I had Dax last year, I think on Christmas Eve. Did I? I can't remember. But I know um. I don't even know if this was holiday related, but it was COVID times mm. because this, the chairs were like separated into mm. like little pods of like groups. And I don't know. I don't know. This is, okay. We're going to go with it. But I went in and there was two chairs sitting next to each other and I didn't see my people that I normally sit with. So I was like, oh, they must not be here. And so I sat down instead of taking up a row of like four or five chairs, I took the two seater because Mm -hmm. it was just me. And so I set my purse down like in front of that chair. Not that I didn't want anybody to sit beside me, but I was just like, I just put my purse down and I stood up and, you know, we're doing our praise and worship. And anyway, at some point, like 10 minutes in, I, I go to sit down and my second chair was gone. (gasps) And I was just like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't like decide to switch over and sit in that chair and not look behind me. Right. <laughs> but there, like, but then I was like this one single chair. Oh my gosh. Sitting in the middle of church, surrounded by all these families. And I was just like mortified. And usually I'm a pretty confident person, mm-hmm. but I remember just like sitting there in my little chair out in the middle, like and oh I was like, God. somebody, and there was nobody sitting in that chair. Like I wasn't waiting on anybody either, but it was just like that little hedge of protection as if right. my pretend friend was sitting there. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I remember looking beside me and just like, oh, this is mortifying. And <laughs> I, it was like a symbol of me being like for sure alone. And people were like, oh, that's Lee she doesn't have anybody coming to church with her <laughs> Just in my chair. <laughs> and now I can look back on it and laugh, but I did struggle with that, that day. No kidding. And, yes. yeah. and nobody did it intentionally. Like they were just needing an extra chair and there was nobody, you know, but they could have asked, you know, and I would have been right. like, Oh yeah, sure. Right. Um, but I remember making eye contact with one of my best friends and seeing her because she was like in a different spot. 
Mm-hmm. And I like got my phone. I was like, can I come over and sit with y'all? Do you have an extra chair? And she was like, yes, we do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I like walked out real quick and went and sat with them. Um, but I, that was very similar feeling to that. Like, I think it was a Christmas Eve service where it was like, I looked around and I'm like, I am literally the only person alone here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my and so, God. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a doozy, but now I'm, I'm much better. So um, I don't even know why I told that story, but no, that's a, that's a good story. I know somebody out there is like feeling it. They right? have a similar experience. I would have probably cried. <laughs> I mean, I was close to it. I'm not going to lie. Especially in the early years. Cause there, you're right. There was just something like safe about having this extra chair next to you. Like, yeah. And to pretend that you're not alone. And the fact that they just took it without even asking, somehow the asking feels more like they're at least respecting you as a human. (laughs) Right. Or in being like, like, Hey, I mean, just making sure you're not saving this for, I don't know, the five friends that you have here. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know. Although it was weird. Um, at the Thursday night basketball game where, uh, my kid's dad actually showed up and I'm sitting in the bleachers. He comes next to me. He's like, can I sit next to you or is somebody else coming <laughs> and I just kind of laughed like, like who else would come <laughs> <laughs> like I'm to that point now where I'm like so single and cool with it where I'm like what? like who <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I always wonder his perspective like does he think I'm just hiding somebody or right I don't think he really thinks that much about it um I don't know it's just that just popped in my head it was a weird That's funny but, <laughs> but then but then but then it's funny too I don't know if I ever told well that it could be another story for another day but then the second you do bring somebody people are like wait what who is that hey who is that is that somebody you're dating are you dating oh no it's just like my friends like whatever oh my gosh like there was so much yeah. talk when I took one of the guys that I used to work with, when he was trying out different churches, I was like, dude, come to our church, like give it a shot. And he came to church, man, you would have thought. Like, Are you serious? Our, yeah. Our congregation was like, oh, who is this? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, he's like 23. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh I mean, gosh. best guy in the world. Yeah. But no <laughs> great guy. But uh, it was just so funny because because when he came and sat down, like I went out and got him like from the entryway and like brought him in and people, I could just see people like shift in their seats and get all like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down. This is, I used to work with him. Like, I'm, we need to bring everyone to Jesus. Yes. Like right. <laughs> not just women. Like he's a, he's a friend. <laughs> he's a friend. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but Michelle, it was, uh, one hand is sweet. Like they're cheering for you to find love. Right. And the other hand, it's like, calm down. Can I, can you be this excited to just see me? Right. <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, do y'all really think that I would get to the level of bringing a guy to church without telling you I was even dating someone? Like, <laughs> you know, by the way, <laughs> you know, I'm an open book and I talk about this stuff all the time. So you're going to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man um yeah that that gives me other ideas I'm yeah yeah down on the list for future <laughs> podcast episodes there you go. <laughs> well I I just I want people to know that they're it, it feels like they're alone it they might be alone um but they're not like, right. You have people like reach out. If you need to not be alone, don't be alone. Like find somebody reach out. Like you can reach out to us on our social media. Like, how yeah, do y'all, you know, I mean, cause not everybody has family around them. I mean, the other day when I was on my bad way, bad day, you know, one of my no bones days, I managed to get in the car and I drove over to my parents' house mm-hmm. and I literally just walked in and laid on the couch and watched a movie with them because I just didn't, I couldn't be alone. And Mm -hmm. so 
and they didn't ask any questions and they asked me how I was and they asked me if I wanted to watch a movie and I said yeah that's what I'm here for and I covered up with a blanket and I watched a movie but not everybody has that and like to not hesitate to reach out to one of us because we know the feeling Mm -hmm. and like I I mean heck if you're local I'll be like girl you better come over here and eat ice cream with me <laughs> yes ice cream I'm, in a movie ice cream in a movie that's what we do <laughs> that's our tentative thanksgiving plans <laughs> yes <laughs> and so. you know what even if you're not local there's like amazon watch or whatever is yes. there thing where you can watch with people so yes i did that with jennifer another fellow single mom um it's i think it's through netflix and like you get on and you can chat while watching a movie and you watch it all at the same time so oh, cool yeah we should have a single mom's movie night one time that'd be maybe we should yeah I'll have to ask her how to set it up again because I kind of forgot I love that um but yes absolutely reach out and also know like you are not alone because you have yourself and the more that you fall in love with yourself and really develop and build that relationship with yourself Mm. the stronger you are the more secure your relationships become I mean our relationship with ourselves is is number one. It sets the tone for everything. And so that's, that's the beauty of having this alone time is that you really get to dive in. You can start traditions with yourself. You just get this beautiful time. So really honor that and, and let that guide you. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Well, thanks so much for, for chatting with me about this. Like I, I um, felt like this was necessary for absolutely yes for this time of year so yes and ma- not, not because I've mastered any of this uh, <laughs> no, because I, I've literally <laughs> I've literally had to work through it it's like oh yeah. this is what helps me <laughs> I think it's because we have not mastered it that we knew it was necessary to discuss <laughs> exactly exactly so we will never claim to be a master at anything nope uh, that would be foolish <laughs> yeah no kidding Well, thank you for chatting with me about it. I love you so much. Love you. And yeah, I'll talk to you. Until next time. Until next time. All right. (laughs)